Hey all you Nakamas out there, I'm Kate Bresnahan. And I'm Bree Scally, and you are listening to Taco Yaki Time. Episode 14. We're on 14 yep. now. Episode 14. It's been a while, but we're back, and we have so much to talk about. <laughs> no! Don't do this to me! Yesterday, uh, we were doing movie night with a bunch of our friends, and we all got Stacy's mom stuck in our head. So obviously we had to watch the music video, which is just like so inappropriate. It's really creepy. Super creepy. Like Uh, I remember it being creepy when it came out, but I don't remember it being that creepy. Yeah, I mean half of it is like references to other movies and stuff, but it's still like a twelve-year-old boy ogling like a wicked milf like a yeah. wicked wicked milf and like they also sexualize the girl so much yeah. and she's like 13 yeah, I, you know it would have been fine without the sexualization of the girl because that has nothing yeah. to do with the song itself anyway exactly like why can't they just be buds why can't you not ogle her bikini yeah like please don't her, her lolita sunglasses Ugh. and then um somebody pointed out that like at the end of the music video where like Stacy walks in on him, like, beating it in the yeah, bathroom. Yeah, that's, that's like, a reference to a movie. Uh, it was some 80s movie. I can't remember. But it's, like, this famous, like, scene where one of the actresses takes off her bikini top in his imagination. And he's jerking it. And she walks in on him jerking it in the bathroom. But, like, they still had to explain how to do that to yeah, this child. I, mm, I don't know if they had to explain well, how to do it. Well, not how to do it. But they needed to, to ask to him to do and this needed, thing. And he needed to pretend that he didn't know exactly. what they were talking about. Oh, so you do it like this? You move your hand up and down like Oh, gross, gross, gross. <laughs> so we watched that in a group of people yesterday. That was fun. Welcome to our new podcast about Stacy's mom, the hit song from like 2003. Every week we just listen to and watch Stacy's bomb and uh talk about it yeah that, I, you know honestly i would do that podcast happily another podcast within our podcast yes <laughs> the podcast to is mom. born stacy's mom cast <laughs> um but and then we watched a lot of shania twain videos uh shania twain was so good shania twain and spice girls mm-hmm. which i have no knowledge of whatsoever. Were you never into the Spice Girls? Mm, no. Well, I had all of the dolls, uh, but did not listen to the music or see Spice World or know anything about them. That's amazing because Spice the Spice Girls were like a building block to who I eventually became. Like they were first and then it was Bowie and then it was like all of glam rock and it just it all kind of like tumbled that way for me and so if the Spice Girls didn't exist I wouldn't be who I am today that's so weird it's weird that you I think don't have a history with them I think if I had liked the Spice Girls maybe I would be completely different than I am today it's possible I don't know though because you see you like looking at you would think she was totally into the Spice Girls she was a sporty spice chick uh, I actually really liked Posh. Posh, Posh is was dope. my favorite of the dolls. Really? I, yes. The dolls are really cool because they had tattoos. Yes, that's why I liked them so much. <laughs> so I know all of the Spices Girls tattoos uh, like circa 1999 or something. I think, however, I did grow up to be Sporty Spice. You told me. I did me. not stay Posh. Yeah. I mean, she has such great arms. Mm. Oh my god, her arms were so good in that music video where she did the backflip oh. on the table. Stunning. <laughs> I loved it. Uh, oh, uh, we got our first fan art, by the way. Oh my god, yes, that's right, Matt. Thank you so much. That fan art is so cool. It, does he have like a Twitter handle or anything? Um, not that I know of. I'm only friends with him on Facebook. Oh. Um, so this is a friend that I met last January and it, no, it must've been March cause the switch had just come out and he brought his switch <laughs> to a birthday party that I was at. I'd remember and, that too. Yep. Instead of saying like, Oh, hello. Yes. I am Brie. Nice to meet you. Uh, we have mutual friends. I said, hi, can I put your switch cartridge in my mouth? Oh, it was his switch cartridge that you tasted. Yeah, I needed to taste it. Yeah, Yeah, I'm still not totally getting that craze, but... You're not, like, you're not curious? No. You don't just need to know? No. I needed to know how gross it was, and now I know, and I'll never need to do it again. No. Well, thank you so much, Matt. That was so nice of you. It's (laughs) beautiful. But Bree sent it to me. She was like, you're going to freak out. And I looked at it and I was like, this is really cool. I have no idea what it is. I know it's me and Bree, but it looks kind of like one of those uh, 
like one of those like doll things that you like you mm. make your own hair and your skin color and your it, like it looked it was that good that I was like <laughs> this was an internet generated thing but that's like, kind of he posted it on my wall on Facebook and I just saw it and I I was at work and my brain like doesn't register joy at work <laughs> you know so <laughs> I was just like uh yes uh, yes yeah, look at sure. this. And then, and then later it kind of hit me like, oh shit, that's like fan art. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the first fan art we've ever gotten. It's an amazing fan art. I uh, actually made it into our Twitter banner. So if you want to go to at Takoyaki underscore time, you can see it on our Twitter profile. It's so cute. It's adorable. And I love it. And thank you so much. Yay. I Yay. don't know. We're, we're overcome with joy. I, think. I know. Like I've been getting, uh, so mm, I've been getting fan art since I was like 14, oh by God. which I mean, like when I was posting my original characters on DeviantArt and like making mm-hmm. friends in DeviantArt groups and we'd like draw each other's characters. Oh yeah. And like every time someone drew one of my characters or would like draw me or something, it would always like, it's the kind of joy that doesn't even like re- register on like a human level. Like it's just <laughs> yeah. so it's so nice and sweet that like your brain can't even comprehend how great it is. Totally. So that's kind yes. of like yep, that's exactly how it was. Just like totally calm body, mind calm, but like spiritually, I'm exploding. soul ablaze. Yes, exactly. My soul is ablaze with this fan art. <laughs> it's beautiful. I love it. I look so <laughs> cute in my little cloud. Yeah, it's got my little septum piercing and everything. It's so cute. It has your hair is green though, even though you've changed it to blue. I was uh, my hair was green when when I met Matt, and I don't think we haven't he hasn't seen my hair different. It's uh, it's going to be changing again soon. So. Are you going back to a natural? Color? I think I'm going back to an au naturale color to uh, <laughs> save myself some cheddar. Yeah, join us in the poor hair group, the people who cut their own hair and don't know how to style it, so they don't waste oh, money on products. It's just, it's really expensive to keep dyeing my hair and I can't do it. I don't blame you. It's it's crazy to me how much money that stuff is. But like, also I don't trust myself to like do it on my own. <laughs> Are you excited to go back to more than once a week hair washings? I actually really, really am. <laughs> it's really exciting. And I'm excited to like when I do wash my hair to not see all of the color like bleeding out. Yeah, just it, watch the money drain down. Exactly. Oh, it breaks my heart. It's terrible oh, rough that is rough it's really bad some rough it stuff McGraw. <laughs> uh speaking of hair uh <laughs> i went to uh the ninja sex party concert oh yeah <laughs> last week with Good uh, segue. yeah there's a lot of hair involved there uh, i went with my friend kayla and we went to see ninja sex party and tupperware remix party and we're both huge fans of both bands we got i managed to get us vip tickets even though it was like sold out instantly Oh my god. Yeah. Mm. You're so good at tickets. I just am. But <laughs> so <laughs> we we got decked out. She was wearing these dope uh dance shorts, like sequin dance shorts that she had customized to say NSP on the back in like red and blue sequins. And she had a, a crop top shirt that said 6969, which is one of their songs. And I had a tiger print bodysuit and like ripped jeans and a ton of accessories. We just look like the coolest duo you've ever seen. And we had a great time at the concert. I want to see pictures of your outfits. Did you Guess, take any? And we didn't take any because oh, man. we got ready and then we immediately had to jet. And then we got to the concert venue and then we stood in line for like an hour and we're like, I, we should ask someone to take our photo. And I was like, I'm not asking anyone. And she was like, damn it. Damn it. I thought that you were going to be doing it, but I I can't ask strangers to take photos of me. That's crazy. Who does oh that? Oh, my God. I know. I don't know that I could either. <laughs> no, it's too embarrassing. But no, we just took a, like a handful of selfies. And then by the end of the night, we were just so tired and sweaty. Yeah, totally. Yeah. The moment was passed. Yeah. It was such a good concert, though. Like, it was the whole... It was the House of Blues in Boston, and mm. the entire thing was packed with huge fans of the band. Nice. That must have been really fun. It was wicked fun, and it was so funny, because they're a comedy band, but they're also a rock band, so... It, it was just such a weird experience for me to have comedy and music mixed together at a concert venue, because I'm mm-hmm. usually going to just see, like, rock and roll music, and there's no, like, goofy, doofy stuff going on, but, like... You're literally going to see a guy in a blue 
sequin jumpsuit and cape with a big star of David on the front and a dude <laughs> dressed like a shitty ninja. The videos look nuts. Yeah, they're really funny. I'm a huge fan of Ninja Sex Party. So we uh, we were very close to the front for most of the show and then like two songs before the end, the people in front of us left so we like scooched ourselves right into the front. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, it was some dope ass shit. And then afterward we got Tasty Burger. Oh, such a good night. Yeah, it was a great night. So... If you guys, if anyone ever gets the chance to see Ninja Sex Party, even though I know tickets are very hard to come by when events go up, like you should totally do it because it's so much fun. It seems like getting McElroy tickets. Honestly, yeah, yeah. Getting the McElroy tickets was a lot harder for some reason, probably because the venue is much smaller. But I managed and to get. I've always I have issues with the Wilbur. Like yeah. this is not the first event that I've like had trouble getting tickets to the Wilbur for. Yeah. But like, yeah. I don't know. It seems like that kind of same level of cult popularity. Honestly, yeah. Like, I know Game Grumps and Ninja Sex Party, I think, have a much larger fan base than the McElroys overall. Mm -hmm. But getting tickets to Ninja Sex Party was significantly easier than getting regular tickets to see the McElroys. So weird. It was crazy. But, I mean... I also just remember that we're going to see the McElroys. I know! (laughs) Like, every once in a while, I'm like, oh yeah, September 10th is coming up. Yeah, it's so fast! Friday, September 1st. Like, what? This is going to come out on September 1st, in theory. <laughs> in theory. It's going to, I promise. I All right. This promise. Is gonna, it's September 1st September. right now, then. I know. It, it's almost fall. It feels like fall. It feels like fall. Oh, my gosh. It's been so cold. On Friday, when we hang out, can we go to Target and look at all of their fall stuff? Yes. I love going to Target. Okay. I just want to look. I don't even really want to buy anything. I just want to look at everything. I want to stock up on LaCroix, so this is perfect. Okay, cool. Let's do that. Let's add that to our <laughs> roster. Nice. A roster farian. Um, we can also go through their home goods section and look at all the good spooky stuff they have. Yes. They have yes. really good Halloween stuff. Yes. I can't wait to be... Well, I I say this assuming that it's going to happen one day, but it's probably not. I can't wait to be like a suburban like lady who just decks her entire house out in spooky Halloween stuff from yes. Target. Oh my gosh. I want to be like that one, you know, that house, yeah. that house in the neighborhood, the spooky one. The one with like the cobwebs on the bushes and like mm-hmm. a witch in the tree. Totally. And like gravestones in the lawn. With any luck, the neighborhood kids will call my house the witch house. I want them to think I'm a witch. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it won't take a lot of convincing, I don't think. No, definitely not. My house has always been really creepy. So, like, it's at night. It's, like, it's up on a hill. It's not lit at all. It's, like, this huge old white house. And it's just, like, it's not pleasant to look at. And it's hard (laughs) to get to from the street because, like, I'm Mm -hmm. on a highway. So I did, like, totally drive by it the first time I came over. Yeah. It's easy, too, because it's so far back from the road. So we've never had a lot of trick-or-treaters, and I like to think that maybe sometimes trick-or-treaters think that our house is creepy. Even though Definitely. we have we have two cement deer out in the front yard. Spooky deer, though. They might be possessed. They're maybe they're gargoyles and they're guarding. One of them once tried to kill me, so, yeah, they might I, be possessed. How did, it, how did a cement deer try to kill you? Because I was like seven or eight years old, and my sister and I like to pretend. Oh yeah, that we that's were, right. Yeah, we like to pretend that we were riding the deer through the forest. Mine's I I was on the male deer, and I called him Kyle, and my sister called her <laughs> <as> Kevin. <laughs> yeah, Kyle the deer fell on top of me, fell on top of seven year old Kate, and his antler dug into my leg. And I was screaming to my, like, four-year-old sister to get help, and she was like, I'm four. I don't know how to do anything. Kate, you named a magical deer Kyle. Yes, I did. That's hilarious. I loved the name Kyle as a child. And the girl one, the girl deer was named Jessica, and that was Meg. Why was he named Kyle? Because I thought it was a good name. It was the 90s. Oh, my God. Maybe it was after Kyle McLaughlin. I don't know. I didn't know who Kyle McLaughlin was. It was probably, like, some guy in my school. There was definitely a kid in my school named Kyle, and I think I might have thought he was cute. Um, In third grade, a new kid moved to our school, and his name was Kyle. And everyone thought he was so cute because he was new. Did you think he was so cute? I did. He was new. He was exotic. (laughs) He was from... He was from a different elementary school. (laughs) He was, like... next town over. He was from ten miles away. Oh, my God. And then... Oh, and then in fifth grade, a kid from Alabama moved in, 
And Did he have an accent? He, looked, he did have an accent, and he looked like Draco Malfoy, and then oh I God. danced with him at the sixth grade dance. That's adorable. Yep. <laughs> That's so cute. Oh, God. We never really got transfers at my school. My hometown is, like, really insular, and mm. my mom is from my hometown, but she and my dad lived in Derry, New Hampshire when I was born, and I lived there for the first, like, four and a half years of my life. So I got here right in time for kindergarten, but all of the bonds had already been made by kindergarten. That's so weird. I That's just how it is here. Like, everyone knows each other. Everyone's family. So if you miss those first four years, you're fucked. Hmm. I was always an outcast. That's what I'm trying we, to say. I mean, all of my schools, I went to pretty big schools growing up. Oh, really? So that never really happened, mm. I guess. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I live on an island community, so. Yeah. I mean, we had 2,500 kids at the high school when I That's graduated. twice as many as my high school had. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was a big school. It was regional. So that's huge, bro. Huge, huge, huge. You know what else is huge? What? Terrace House. Terrace House is uh, the first of two major subjects of this episode, and I'm so happy we're finally talking about it. So, I think it must have been like a year ago or something that you and I and Alyssa sat down. And we watched like three episodes or something, right? Yep. And we all secretly really liked it. Yeah. <laughs> but we all thought that everyone else was bored by it. Yes. So you went off and watched it on your own. Alyssa went off and watched it on her own. And I was sitting there like, I wonder when someone's going to ask me to watch more <laughs> Terrace House. To be fair, though, I found out that Alyssa was watching it on her own. And I was like, oh, all right, then I'll start watching it. So she finished it before I did. And then... I had no idea that you had any interest in Terrace House at all. Yes. I thought you were super bored by it. No, I loved it. And I was just waiting for someone to ask me to watch more. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I mean, like, that's like 90% of my life is like, oh, I wonder when someone's going to ask me to do this thing. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. That was why I went into like a funk this past weekend. I was mm-hmm. like, someone should ask me to go somewhere as I'm like, in my pajamas in bed, not ready to go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> not not texting anyone else to do anything. Yep. It's just like, why won't anyone come to me? <laughs> I totally get that. I think we all go through that at times. Yeah. Terrace House 2 is like, you kind of, you both have to focus on it and not yeah. focus on it. So, like, if we'd been watching it together, I'm sure we would have, like, start, like gone on a tangent or something and not been paying attention for, like, and two episodes. And then, like, episodes. had to go back. Yeah. yeah. It's actually, I feel find it's a really good show to watch alone. Yeah. Because it's, like, quiet and thoughtful in ways, you know? Like, yeah. you have to, you have to read subtitles, but it's not anime, so you kind of, like, can't miss stuff, you know? Yeah. And you kind of get um, in the groove of how people talk and how they interact with one another. So it's like, you know what they're saying, even though you're not really paying attention. Dude, I am like, I'm getting, I'm getting the itch right now. I want to go watch one. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. We should explain what Terrace House is. Okay. So, um, Terrace House is a Japanese reality show franchise that first aired in 2012 on Fuji Television's Cool TV segment. Cool and TV. Um, cool TV. And the first series was called Boys X Girls Next Door. Mm. Um, and there were eight seasons of it. And then also a standalone movie. How they do a reality standalone movie is completely beyond me. Who knows? It was called Closing Doors. <laughs> it is Terrace House, so I can yeah, imagine they can do whatever they, they want. I'm sure they did something real good. So uh, oh, I'm sure it, it ended on Japanese television, but then Netflix picked it up. And did a couple seasons just on Netflix alone. And the one that we watched was uh, Terrace House, Boys and Girls in the House, in the City. Yeah. We watched Boys and Girls in the City. So it's like six people, three boys, three girls, in a house living together in Tokyo. Um, and it's kind of interesting, like Netflix and Fuji TV work together on it. So while in the States it just premiered on Netflix, it was like broadcast on Fuji TV in Japan, just oh, like a normal show. Yeah, cool. isn't that weird? Yeah. So like they were watching it week to week and we just got like blah, blah, blah. who's all Paris House. <laughs> <laughs> um so Enjoy. I was thinking how would you feel about going through like our first impressions or like what we think of the original cast members. That sounds like a great idea. Okay. So it's been a while since I last watched like all of Terrace House. It's pretty fresh in your mind and I've watched a yes. few episodes recently, but like the bulk of what I watched was like maybe 
a half a year ago. That's okay. I'm ready to it's all uh, gonna refresh come right our memory. To me, yes. Oh, I know. Um, do you want to do the boys first or the girls first? Let's do the boys first. Boys first. Boys. Okay. I boys. love talking about boys. Um, so first is Mako-chan. Mako-chan. He is the baseball player. The he baseball is boy. the baseball player. He's in his fourth year of university. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that he was the cutest when he walked in. So cute. Such a cute so little cute. boy. Well, he's like, you know, like a jock. Like he walked straight out of a... Right out of a sports anime. He totally looked like he was straight Like, he had the right <laughs> hair and the right face for sports uh-huh. anime. And, like, he seemed to be the easiest to talk to yeah. at first, you know? And all of the girls had crushes on him. <laughs> yeah, all of them asked each other, like, which one do you like? And they all said Mako-chan. Yep. Which, um, I... So, mm, mm, <laughs> I, uh, mm. He, um... Yeah, spoiler alert, I guess, for Tara's <laughs> house, right? Um, turns out Mako-chan kind of sucked. Yeah, he wasn't great to watch in, like, a reality TV kind of way. And honestly, like, if I'd known him in person, I'd probably been like, eh. Like, he was just kind of boring and self-centered. Oh, he was super self-centered. And didn't he, like, presented as, like, being, like, super dedicated to baseball and he loves baseball so much, but, like, really, he just, like sat around and like smoked and drank and like yeah. skipped practice and stuff yeah you know? and he didn't like work out a whole lot no so, no yeah no. he was kind of a deadbeat turns out he was the first one to leave so yeah goodbye mako-chan uh the second boy was adachi yuki-san and yuki, <laughs> yuki who they also called tap or tapu-san tapu he was he's a tap dancer and i still follow him on instagram because he posts some really cool oh i never even thought of following him on instagram i follow follow... so many people from terrace house on instagram that's such a good idea yeah there's some really cool shit um he he was very he's very dedicated to the art of tap dancing i mean like he has a passion and Mm. it's like the driving force in his life and he wants everyone to have a passion yeah yeah there one of the first like dramatic moments involved him telling one of the girls that she needed to have more passion in her life for what she wanted to do and she's like i don't know what i want to do and i'm like i, and I relate to her so much seriously it's like i'm sorry not all women can just know what they want to do and follow it because the cards are kind of stacked against them yep also like she was only 23 yeah, I don't. I don't know what I want to do, and I'm 27. Yes. So, mm. yeah, yeah. So. Um, also, he was he was the oldest member of the household. He was 28. Yeah, that's right. Which I thought was really interesting. Like, I don't know. I thought it would be like I don't know. I feel like it would be really weird if I was living in a house with like like 21, 22 year olds. You know, the thing is, like, my brother and sister right now are 23 please tell me that that's correct yes they're 23 yeah they're 23 so i don't know how old my brother and sister are (laughs) i think they're 23 yeah so like i don't know a lot of their friends are their age too and they're not Mm -hmm. too different the only the only problem i have with hanging out with my my brother and sister and their friends is their lives seem way more together than my life is currently (laughs) so i'm like god damn it sons of bitches Oh, but, wow. Way to rub it in, huh? Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks, paralegal sister and chemist brother for making <laughs> your artist sister look like a total douche. I love them very much. They're the light of my life. They're great. Yeah, they're great. <laughs> so, yeah, I like I can see it being weird like all the time, but it's not too different. If I was living with like teenagers, I would be totally out of my element. Well, I don't know. I like. So many of them were still students. Yeah, that too. Although Yuriko's a med student, which is like a totally different animal. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so that's Yuki. Mm-hmm. Uh, next is Uchi, who Uchi. is Uchi, the hairdresser. Um, and he actually, of the original boys, ended up staying the longest. Yes. Um, and at first, I didn't like him very much. Neither did I. Uh, I thought he was kind of going to be a D-bag. Mm-hmm. And Especially because he was the first one to be like, I'm going to date all of the girls and see which yeah. one I like the most. He had a week off of work and he just asked each of the girls, like each girl was going to go on a date with him 
one day. But, like, I don't know. Dating culture in Japan seems so different. Yeah. Like, they weren't necessarily romantic dates. It was more like a pre-date. Like, let's get to know one another a little bit to see if we want to get to know one another in a datey way, you know? Well, yeah, I guess so. I, I don't really go on a lot of dates, but, like, that's generally how I try and look at it. I don't know. Like... I don't want to be on, like, a first date and have it be, like, hand-holdy. Well, no, of course Stare into each other's eyes. I don't know. I just, I don't feel like he was actually romantically interested in all of them when he asked them out. You know, it was more like, oh, could I be? Yes. I think that's a good point. Absolutely. So that's how we, that's how we were first, like, introduced to him. And you're like, "Mm, no Especially because, oh, I remember because uh, Yuki had asked, uh... Yuriko out to the aquarium and we really liked Tap and Yuriko the med student and um Uchi asked Yuriko out to another aquarium at the same time and like he was kind of like swooping in and stealing that date from Yuki and I just remember thinking he was a little shit (laughs) a little shit a little shit um Anyway, that's Uchi. He turns out to be a lot better and a very sensitive soul. Yes, yes. He becomes a much <laughs> so sweeter sensitive. person. I don't like I don't know how the editing really works in Japanese reality because it like in America reality TV shows are cut in a way to make certain people fit certain yeah. stereotypes. Like and the narrative comes from the editing. Yes, like, exactly. They can make different stories based on how they edited it. Yeah, whereas, like, Terrace House, it feels a lot more organic, and, like, all of the relationships and characters, like, not characters, they feel like people. They feel like they're just regular people living their lives. Also, there's no confessional, so, like, we're really just flies on the wall. Yeah, I love that. Because if there's one thing I hate about American television, it's the confessional. It drives me bazonkers. That was Uchi. Um, So those are the first, those are the original three boys. Should we do the girls? Yeah, let's go with the girls. Okay. So, girl number one is... Let me get my... Oh, yeah. uh, Minori, who is a model. Slash student. Slash student. Mostly Um, model. Mostly model. I follow her on Instagram, too. She's so cute. Um, I thought that... I don't know. She seems like the youngest of them. Yeah, she she definitely has the most youthful personality. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then, like, she's the only one of them who's still in undergrad. Yeah, and she's kind of like a tomboy, and she likes, she likes, like, doing activities. And she and Makrochan go running. Like, yeah, that's... they go running, but she, like, doesn't run, so she's, like, winded <laughs> after the first few, like, yeah. yards. Oh, but, like, they get isn't, better. though? I, yeah. Oh, God, I don't know how anyone runs, honestly. I saw Alyssa posted that she went for a three-mile run the other day, and I was like, don't. Kate, don't. since I sprained my ankle, I can't tell you how many times I've had dreams that I was able to run again. <laughs> no. Like, that's all I want. That's so tragic. I know. It's terrible. I'm so sorry. How's your ankle feeling? Uh, I'm going back to the doctor's on Friday because it's still swollen and it still hurts and it's been like four weeks. Mm. So we'll see. But also on Friday, my gym membership starts back up. So one way or another, I'm getting back to the gym. Yeah, just work on the upper body for now. Yeah, I'm just going to be super thigh. jacked. <laughs> just be jacked from the knees up. Yeah, that's perfect. Who needs jacked ankles? <laughs> <laughs> um, so the next one is Yuriko, and she's a med student. She's adorable. She's so cute. She she's, like, really like girly. Super girly and, like, quiet and demure. Um but then on her date with Yuki, it turns out she likes to drink and she's really fun. And I yeah, don't know. I love I, when she opened up. It was the best part about her. Yep, totally. Yeah, I really liked her. Yeah. She, she's so, like, gentle and quiet through most of it. Like, she lets people kind of just, like, talk at her all the mm. time. Yeah. But, like, when she actually does open up and, like, she talks to the girls a lot and she becomes really good friends with them and... She's just a really interesting person, and I, I do I follow her on Instagram too. I might, I think I do, but she doesn't post very often because she's very busy. I'm sure. Is she? Oh, I'm sure. I wonder what she's up to. So I, <laughs> I need to go check all of these people out on Instagram. After yes, you done. do. You absolutely do. I think I follow like ninety percent of the people who are on this <laughs> Um. Finally, there's Mizuki. 
My notes on her just in all caps say light of my life. My notes on her are just the prayer hand emojis like 500 yes. times. She is the coolest Perfect. big sister. She watches out for everyone. She like watches out for all the girls. At one point, uh, Makoto or Makochan was kind of like being a little a little shady with Yuriko's feelings. And she wasn't sure like what he meant or what he was up to and Mizuki in the middle of the night just like walks into the boys room and just goes you got a minute like oh drag him Mizuki drag him it was so good she's just such a good person she's got a smile a mile wide she is the cutest girl in the world she's got mad fashion skills she's so sweet she can make a friend a minute and she's perfect yep there you go She's just perfect. She's a perfect she's person. She was my favorite. She's my favorite person to watch on this show. Absolutely. And it's like she also had one of the more like un- dis- unsatisfying dating histories. Yes. On the show. Just like, Why doesn't I, anyone want to date her? She's gorgeous and so nice. I, you know what the thing is? I think that all of the dumb boys knew that she had a bullshit detector that could yeah. sniff out some douche from a mile away. So. Well. <sighs> I I have thoughts. Oh, you have thoughts? About the next person that we have to introduce. Yes. Uh, so should we just, like, go along the list of, like, yeah. who leaves? All right. Yeah, so, let's do it. finally, Makoto is too boring and he leaves. And he is replaced by my favorite boy, Armin. Armin Bitaroff of Hawaii. Um, he has... Like, fine. So, so fine. He's, yep. He's a he's an aspiring firefighter who comes to Tara's house. He like so he grew up in Japan for the first ten or something years of his life, and then his family moved to Hawaii. Um, and he's super cute. And as soon as he moves in, he and Mizuki go on a super cute date. Super cute date. It was adorable. So it was like they a go and they date. make soba together, mm-hmm. and they go to the beach. And it's just one of the cutest things I've ever seen. They go shopping. And I think that, oh my god, they go shopping and it's so cute. Yeah, and they go to a little temple and she's like teaching him what to do. And like, yep. oh, you have to wash the money and then you like wash your hands and your face. and It's adorable. But then, but then Kate, what happens? <sighs> well, Yuriko decides to leave. And the next woman comes in. Dun, dun, dun. Her name is Arisa. And I always remember her name because she is the Japanese equivalent of Alyssa. Yes. <laughs> she is the hat lady. She is a lady of many hats. She used to design uh, clothing, but now she just designs hats. Because that is a booming industry. Then, as soon as she arrives, she swoops in and is like, Ooh, I think Armand's really cute. Because he is. And then he steal- she steals him from Mizuki. He's like, that's a pretty lady. I'm going after her. Bye, Mizuki. Bye, perfection. See you later. So this idiot, <laughs> this, this idiot moron. leaves Mizuki, who is like a little heartbroken and ends up kind of leaving about it. You know, Armin is American, so he speaks English. So I'm worried <laughs> that like if we call him too many names all at once, it'll go back to him somehow. Armin, if you ever listen to this, I like you a lot. We're just, this is hyperbole. We like you. Yeah, cool. no, Armin, you're This is just a huge mistake. Don't ever, ever say no to Mizuki again. I know you have a beautiful girlfriend Yeah. Right Who, I mean, he does end up finding a really nice girlfriend on the show. Yes, he does. And it's not Arissa. No, it's not her. Because what happens... Yeah. Oh, that is, oh. it's one of my favorite, like, like sequences of events is like he goes on a date with Mizuki a new girl comes in he thinks she's so pretty they go on a date they hold hands everyone's like shocked that they're holding hands because it's Japan and you don't touch one another in Japan and then like they go on a couple other dates and they're pretty nice and he gets like super drunk and is hungover for their date at a carnival he throws up like five times (laughs) he does it's so funny and then it all (laughs) culminates in this one date that they take on I think it's it's Christmas or Christmas, Christmas Eve? Eve? Yeah, I think yeah. so. And they, like, go and they look at all these Christmas lights, and it's really cute, and they're holding hands, and then he confesses to her. And he says, I think you're great. Do you want to be my girlfriend? And she's like, no. No. No, I don't. Sorry. Oh, and the thing that really sticks in his craw is that 
she says that she sees him like a brother. Ooh, Ooh. yeah. That is a rough one. Brutal. That is a rough one. Sorry, Armin. Sorry. You're hot. It's fine. You need to experience rejection, too, just like the rest of us plebs. It's, it's been a few years. I'm sure he's he's healed. <laughs> I'm sure. He's healed, and he is tan. And he well, he's is... definitely tan. We know that Oof. to be true. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we get to see his rejection on public television. Which, oh, it was so brutal. It was brutal. That was a rough one. And then, like, later on, they like they watch the show as it's coming out, too. So, Ugh, like, they'll yep. film them watching their own previous episodes. And they actually showed him watching the part where he gets dumped. It's so Ugh. sad. Arissa was not there to watch it, also. No. Kind of after this and, like... After the next girl moves in, she just kind of puts her nose to the grindstone and, like, goes to the studio and just works a lot. Yeah. And you know what? I admire that. I, think I do, cool that too. She can focus so hard on work. So, I mean, but, like, like the... I'm just, it just doesn't make for great reality television. No. And, like, the thing is, is, like, at first, I, like, I, I, like, I disliked Arissa at first um, because I felt like she displaced Mizuki yeah. a little bit. But, like actually she just wants to work hard and not have any drama yeah which i totally respect totally cool also after she rejects armon like he kind of i'm sorry armon he kind of like wouldn't take no for an answer mm. you know and like kept pursuing it so i can see how that would make her uncomfortable and just want to like not be in the house for sure yeah yeah i can't blame her one bit so, like, I kind of feel bad for how much I didn't like her at first. Ooh. Yeah, same. But, yeah. like, it, that, that keeps happening. Is like, you get to know these people and yeah. you, your opinion of them changes, which is really cool. I mean, okay, so the next person that we have to talk about, I don't know that my opinion of her will ever change. <laughs> Are you talking about Misaki? Uh, yeah, I'm talking about Nacha. Nachan. Nachan is... Oh, that's Natsumi. Yeah. Oh, Misaki's later. Nachan is Natsumi Saito, and she's fucking crazy nachan you need to get that smirk off your face and stop causing drama she was a psycho i didn't know that there was going to be a psycho on terrace house but when there was one it was amazing like this doesn't seem like the kind of show that needs a villain but then nachan walks in and she's like hello i'm here i'm the worst i'm every person that you've ever hated hello and she just like always like has this smile on her face and is always trying to like stir the pot and make drama and just like oh she's the worst like at first, I was like, "Oh, she's cute. She seems fun." And like the first thing she does is pick a fight with Minori, who's like so sweet and like shy. Minori's so shy. Yeah, and she's like, she's literally just like in the kitchen, like I don't know, doing dishes or something. And Nakchan just walks in, and she's just like, "What's your problem?" Or like she just like picks a fight over nothing with her. Yep. And yeah, Nakchan is just like a walking drama bomb, basically. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. It was uh, that was when um. Did Mizuki leave and Nakchan um, came in? Yeah, yeah Mizuki yeah. left. and So Mizuki and Yuki left Both at the left same together, time. Yeah. yeah. So then uh, Nakchan comes in and Hikaru comes in yes. on the boys' side. Um, I'm not allowed to have an opinion about Hikaru because he is only 18. He is he just is a child. Legal. He is legal. He is just a child. It's fine. He dates like 36-year-old <laughs> women. I it's know, fine. and it upsets me. <laughs> He is a very, very attractive young man. Shouldn't he be studying? No, he's a model. Models don't have to know things. <laughs> I also follow him on Instagram, and he posts some very raunchy things. Very risque. Mm, so risque. He does a lot of underwear modeling. He does. Is what he's Instagram very has good told at it me. Mm-hmm. So he's uh, he's actually half Brazilian, and he and Armin are like best buddies. Oh, like, he's from uh, he's half Italian. Half Japanese, but he grew up in Brazil. Is that what it is? Yep, that's why he's such a good lover. Uh, mm, he's got both <laughs> the Italian and the Brazilian in him. Mm-hmm. Good boy. Yeah, he's. <laughs> I like Hikaru a lot. Like Hikaru's more of like a bro than most of the characters, but like he's likable. Hikaru and Armand seem to get along really well. They get along so well. Yeah, like it's they're like BFF, which F-F-F. is nice because I feel like Armand, like after Arisa kind of broke his heart, he didn't really have that bro. Yeah. Or, like, that's somebody in the house. So, oh, yeah, we should probably mention that uh, Minori and Uchi are dating. Yeah, they started dating at some point, just, like, officially couple. 
not very long after their first date. Like, she, it was really cute. She wrote coward on his omurice. That's right. <laughs> because he was, like, being too shy and, like, not forward enough with her, which was kind of cute. Um, but this that was only the first of the, uh, the many food dramas that they had. Oh, in my God. All of the dramas about food. <laughs> it's all about food. So this is pretty much where I'm at in this show. Okay. But the meat incident. The meat crime. Classic. That is a classic moment of drama and suspense. So Uchi gets this really nice steak from a client. He's a hairdresser. This client came down from, like, I don't know, some city up north and, like, was so happy with their haircut that when they got home, they sent Uchi this, like, expensive meat that their city is Probably, like, Wagyu beef or something. Something crazy expensive. But, so, like, Uchi's really proud of it. And he puts it in the fridge and it's like, it's like, you know, that meat that's just like, it's like 50% meat, 50% fat. And it's all like marbled all the way through. Beautifully marbled. It's perfect Mm -hmm. looking and gorgeous. Um, And it's just, it's in the fridge. And then one day when Uchi's at work, Minori just like decides to cook it for everyone. She just decides to cook it for everyone. So Minori and Hikaru and Arman eat this steak nachan sees this happening knows it's gonna cause drama and just like smirks and walks out of the room like "Mm, no thanks i don't want any lunatic um anyway uchi is rightfully very sad that he didn't get to meet eat any of his meat poor uchi i like i have been there before it's so it sucks it's a bad feeling yeah Yeah. especially like guys come on something not only that he was looking forward to but he was really proud of yeah. Like he was proud that he was given this gift. And that was really inconsiderate of Minori to it was do. So inconsiderate. Like, I feel like for her, it was kind of just like a pushing buttons kind of thing. Like, she did it on purpose just to, like, get a reaction out of him. Yeah. Because I think, like, there was definitely a lot in their relationship that they didn't talk about. Yeah. And, I mean, this was obviously a really unhealthy way to force his hand. Yeah, for sure. It was so sad, and they were, like, trying to get him to talk, and he was just like, I don't want to talk to anyone, you're all the worst. And he just, like, stayed in bed and cried about his meat. Poor Uchi. Yeah, it sucks. So, you just got to the point where, uh, did, is it, who just left? Um, Uchi and Minori just left. Okay, that's what I thought. So... Now there's a new girl. Yes, and a there's new... a new girl and a new boy. I don't remember either of their names. <laughs> um, so, let's see. I uh, know one is an aspiring actress who wants to open a theme park one day. Oh, that's right. Misaki. Okay, that's who yep, I mentioned Yeah, that's it. Before. Misaki. Misaki. She, I can't wait for you to get to know her because she's like my second favorite to Mizuki. Oh, awesome. I'm so she's excited. Great. She's so, like, she, she's a bit of an airhead, but she's like really sweet and genuine. She Aww. doesn't have a bad bone in her body. She's that's just awesome. a really cool person. Oh, I'm and really excited. The dude is Yuto Honda, who everyone calls Hansan. He's Hansan. an architect. He's like he's like the. <laughs> I, he seems to me to be like a Miyazaki character, where he's just like wise beyond his years, and everyone gets along with him, and he always has really good words of wisdom to share with everyone. Well, I mean, I feel like he's also he has he's already in a relationship. He has a girlfriend, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. he's just there to like guide all of these other people in the house. Like, oh. yes, I'm above all of your relationship <laughs> drama. I'm come just to focused me. on work, but if you ever have a problem, come to me and I'll help you out. Because yeah. I've got plenty of time somehow. Yeah. Did you get, did uh, you get to the point where Nocturne was like, it doesn't matter to me that he has a girlfriend? No. She says that. She Ugh. totally says that. She's a psychopath. She's awful. Oh, God. You, there's still so much to go with Nocturne. Go She's... home, Nocturne. Wipe... Get that smirk off your face. Ugh, honestly, the worst. So that's, uh, that's where... Brie ended on Terrace House. I'm like four to six episodes from the finale. I haven't finished it yet, but you and I should watch it together. Yes, definitely. I'm making my way through. And then like once, because this is about halfway through. There are 48, I believe, and I think I'm at 24. So this will be our first half of Terrace House. And then we'll do another episode that's the second half of Terrace yes. House. And then we've got to watch uh, the... Aloha State. Aloha State when we're so, in Hawaii. I'm, like, concerned about Aloha State. Like, really? I'm concerned that I'm not going to like it that much. Really? Because, yeah, my favorite thing about Terrace House is, like, being able to observe Japanese culture. 
Hmm. You know what I mean? That's fair. And like, I don't know if it's in Hawaii and there are a bunch of Americans. It's just, I'm afraid it's going to have a different vibe. That's, that's fair. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm holding out judgment Mm. because it is Terrace House, but we'll see. Yeah. I want to watch it anyway because I like Terrace House a lot. Yeah. Totally. Oh, I mean, I'll like totally watch it, but like, that's what I'm, I'm concerned about. Mm hmm. I see that I I have taken your concerns into consideration. So, yeah, we'll we'll get back to you with the second half of Terrace House. Yeah, uh, we're both big fans. You should totally give it a shot. It's on Netflix. It's, it's so nice. It's like it's lifestyle so easy to porn. watch. Yeah, it is. And like the my favorite thing that they do is uh, when someone leaves and they're introducing a new person who's coming into the house, and they'll like show their back and they'll have a little like chat with someone that they know. So you don't see their face at all. And then, like, they'll cliffhang it there. And you're like, I have to know what they look like. For some I, reason. I just have to know. Like, you're not going to recognize this person. Seeing their face isn't going to make any difference. But you have to see their face. You have to. I don't know what it is. But I, like, that's I how know, I got through like... so much of it so fast. Because I was like, I need to know. I just yep. need to see it. This is like a new person coming into your house. This is like your your house. And you and need to see how they in. interact with everyone you're else. You're spending so much time with them. Yeah. Yeah. And that you have to know if they're single ready to mingle so that's terrace house uh next we have a very special discussion to have about shin godzilla yes which we watched last week for the first time in english by the way we had to watch the english dub of it yeah there was no that we couldn't rent the sub on apple tv so we'll watch the sub another time i do feel kind of bad about having to watch the dub for the first Eh. time because it like steals the the acting away from the actual actors you know what i mean yeah yeah and there's definitely going to be some stuff that's lost in translation too yeah so it's fine i'm i I ain't too hurt about it anyway um it's also known as godzilla resurgence it's a 2016 movie um and it's the 31st installment in the Godzilla franchise. That was the 31st one, the holy 31st shit. The 31st Godzilla film. Yep. And it's the first one in a really long time that actually takes place in Japan. Really? Yeah. Huh. Um I don't remember what the actual number is, but like, you know, like a lot of, there was like the one with Matthew Broderick and like <laughs> yeah. you know, like yeah, there I were saw a that lot one in that, the theater. that took I was place. Eight. Yep. that was Um, a bad one and it is also it's the highest grossing Japanese produced maybe that was it maybe it was the first Japanese produced Godzilla film in a long time Um, but it's the highest grossing one and uh, it won 7 out of its 11 award nominations nice yeah it is objectively a good movie. It is a very good just movie. Like, regardless of whether it's in the Godzilla franchise or not, it is just a good movie. I loved it so much. I did, too. Like, I knew going in, I don't know if you knew how much, like, bureaucracy was going to be. Yes, like, I totally front. did. I had, like, read some reviews, so I knew what I was in for. Yes. So a lot of the movie, it like, it is kind of a direct... Uh, reaction to the earthquake tsunami nuclear meltdown in japan in 2011 and it's kind of like a a look at how when you have too many people who don't know how to take immediate action in a position of power how that can really mess up survival tactics in our modern society a lot of people who don't want to take responsibility you know, they, it's a lot of people asking for permission from somebody else to take action so that somebody else is the one who pulls the trigger on the action. Yeah, like, it was always, like, someone being like, we need to do this. And then that per- the person they said that to turns to someone else to be like, yeah. can we do this? And then that person has to go, like, yes, okay, let's do this. Right. And, and it, it always all... takes, like, 500 times more time than it should. Exactly. You're wasting time and lives are being lost. Um, which is why, like, I don't know, bureaucracy is, like, the actual antagonist of the movie, not Godzilla. Yeah, and, like, I, if anyone has the time or interest to listen to it, uh, the Game Grumps do a podcast called uh, The G Club, and their most recent episode was about Shin Godzilla, and Ooh. it was really interesting to listen to. So, I actually, I got a lot of insight out of listening to that, and I was so happy that I just watched the movie, too. But it was like an interesting point that uh, Aaron brought up on the podcast was that 
uh, a lot of Japanese society is about like fitting in and working together as a team and like standing out and being different and having a different opinion is like frowned upon a lot of the time. And the hero of the movie is the guy who's like, hey, let's like listen to me. This, let's this do is, something like this is my idea. Let's this. do it. And someone like calls him like, well, you're a rebel. Yeah. And we all laughed because like <laughs> he's obviously not a rebellious dude. He's just bucking the system. He's just a paper pusher in government. That's and all he's he is. just trying to push paper in a different direction and push like less of it. Yeah, exactly. Which is really yeah funny. <laughs> it was that moment was funny because it like it was so reminiscent of like cop movies like oh you're a loose cannon but it's like he's just a dude in a suit walking down a hallway like there's he has no gun he's just a dude um and then oh the godzilla itself was so amazing like of all the godzilla models it is easily my favorite one absolutely so cool it's beautiful um godzilla starts as like this aquatic snake creature and then evolves to like come on land and i think what its goal was was it was it was walking towards Tokyo to eat the nuclear fuel in all of the reactors because it had eaten all of the nuclear waste in the ocean. It's especially funny too because the most recent episode of uh, last week tonight was an episode about dealing with nuclear waste. Oh, and interesting. Having, yeah, having just watched that and then watching Shin Godzilla, I was like, yeah, this is what would happen. If, this checks like, out. Because we did just throw a bunch of cans of nuclear waste into the ocean off the shore in New Jersey, apparently. So good job, us. <laughs> Maybe we'll get our own Godzilla probably at this rate um but it like so it comes out of the ocean and it's just like rampaging through the city it with, looks like, like a little chicken monster it's so stupid looking i it's love stupid. it it's a little cute it it's is terrifying cute. yes and it has like these dead fish eyes <gasps> that are like so they're gross and they're also really cute i don't know what this emotion is oh, but it's like, got these it's huge great. floppy gills that are just like gushing blood it's so so gross because it's like evolving as it's it's like moving across the land so they bring in some zoologists who say like oh there's no way that it would ever be able to stand up like it's it's weight would crush it and then by the time they're doing a press conference to tell everyone this (laughs) it's standing up because it took them so damn long to decide anything and what to tell anybody and they're wasting time over like what to call it and what it is, rather than, like, what they can actually do about it. Uh, like, uh, the movie started with uh, people intercepting an abandoned ship of this professor guy, the scientist who was, uh, I don't know, he was researching Godzilla. And he was he was researching how to get rid of nuclear waste, and he had come up with a way that um they could biologically get rid of it so basically you would have an organism that could eat nuclear waste uh but it was too good at it (laughs) this thing was too good at cleaning up nuclear waste and ate all of it and then became too powerful yeah and we all had this like a similar reaction of like maybe godzilla is this guy and he's because like like, his his yacht was totally abandoned his shoes were there like yeah so we're all like low-key thinking like wouldn't that be weird well, I was thinking, like, the original Godzillas, they were all just a dude in a costume, too. Mm. So that kind of does, mm. like, harken back to Godzilla's origin. Origins. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, and a lot of this Godzilla was done with motion capture. So it wasn't, like, totally a guy in a suit, but it was motion capture. So, You know what I learned when I was reading about Godzilla is uh, <laughs> Gojira is a combination of the Japanese words for gorilla and whale. Oh, so it's like a whale gorilla. Yeah, that literally, totally that's exactly sense. what he is, yeah. So, there you go. <laughs> I mean, gorilla, like, it's a primate, which is a relative of human beings, so, like, it's not too far off. No, totally. You, like, cross those those DNAs. If you mate a gorilla and a whale. Ew, ew, ew. <laughs> that's my crossover fan fiction for Godzilla. What was your favorite part of the movie? Oh my. Uh, you know, I think my favorite part was actually when everyone was bombing the shit out of Godzilla and he opens his mouth yes. flaps and starts bursting fire everywhere and then the fire turns into a radioactive laser beam. Yep. 
that just levels everything. And then there's a bunch of laser beams coming off of his back, too. Yeah. Why not? I remember as he was bending over to open up his mouth, I was like, oh, my God, back lasers. And it was someone was like, no, not back lasers. It's going to be out no, of his mouth. Ridiculous. And then two minutes later, back, back lasers. lasers. I felt yep. so vindicated. <laughs> I wanted to ask what your favorite part was because I had a feeling it was that because it was my favorite part too. It was so cool. And like the colors were really gorgeous and it was awesome. Yeah, it was, it, it was just really cool to look at. It was a well shot movie too. Like so many of the, the shots were so interesting and in play, like the, the camera was placed in places that aren't normally where you'd place a camera in a scene. Yeah, it was really dynamic, especially like in the office scenes, like they're getting ready, like Xerox machines and coffee and paper and stuff. And like the camera's really like moving around and like getting in the action and making it feel like that is the action. Yeah. Whereas like, you know, this is just like, they're not actually the doing anything important. Yeah. yeah. Like this is just garbage. They're just like drinking coffee and like complaining about each other's smell. It's especially like interesting right now too because of the hurricane, and, like because that is a natural disaster that is made worse because of human development and our destruction of the environment. So and like the way that we respond to tragedies like that and how we're never prepared. We are never prepared to handle something of that scale. So. If there was a real Godzilla, we would not we'd be so screwed. We would be so screwed. We had no idea how to do anything. We just panic in the streets. Yeah. So yeah, we both we watched Shin Godzilla. It, it was, was really good. good. I enjoyed the hell out of it. Absolutely, it was great. Uh, I hope that there's more like this. More Godzilla. Yeah. Good job, Godzilla people. Yeah, you you're did doing it. good. It's it's nice that this one's probably not going to be on an episode of Mystery Science Theater three thousand. I kind of want, like, a poster. It's so cool. I was actually looking for Shin Godzilla posters because I really love that poster. It's super legit. It's wicked cool. There's so many good posters. Yeah, this was a... Like, the first time I saw Akira, I had actually already bought the poster for Akira because I Uh liked it so much. And I was like, I hope this movie lives up to the poster. And it did. It did. And it was kind kind of a similar thing with Shin Godzilla because I saw the poster and I was like, that is a great poster. Are you thinking of the one with, like, the red and the Godzilla silhouette? Oh, it's so good. It's great. Yeah, I, I wish I was a bigger Godzilla freak because I like Godzilla and I like Godzilla's story. I just I haven't really watched any other Godzilla films. I mean, I've seen the Mystery Science Theater ones, but I don't really count those because they're like chopped up for TV. And, yeah, like, yeah. They've got jokes all over them. So I so it just really makes me want to go see Kaiju Big Battle again. <laughs> yeah, right. Yep. That'd be awesome. I hope they come back around soon. Oh, I'll do that in a minute. Love them. So, yeah, that, those are our two big things, because we hadn't watched much anime for a while, so we were kind of dry, high and dry on yeah, the anime. Yeah, I wasn't watching anime, because I was watching Terrace House. I couldn't stop. Yeah, I don't blame you. It's fine, because <laughs> I haven't <laughs> been watching anime either. Uh, next week, we're definitely going to be watching the Death Note movie. Yes, because... uh, I can't wait. It's going to be so bad good. Everyone's been talking about it. There, I have seen such polarizing... like. <laughs> I've seen polarizing opinions on the that was dumb or that was okay. Like, like oh, they're polarizing. I've only like, seen that was dumb. <laughs> I've seen a couple people say that it was okay. Oh, I have not. I'm excited. I have a feeling I'm not gonna love it because I'm not crazy about Death Note in the first place. Yeah, but I'm excited to watch it. It'll be fun. I'm excited. Yeah, we're probably gonna have some vodka. Oh, undoubtedly. Yeah, some whiskey, probably maybe some wine. I'm gonna have like a nice cocktail going. Of I mean, that's cocktails. not that's not a movie to watch sober. Not at all. I wouldn't even dare. I wouldn't ask it of you, Kate. I care about you too much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the only thing I've got left is another Kate's Konbini corner because Ooh. it's been so long since we last recorded that I already got another scotch what box. What do you got? Oh, this is a good one actually. I I really enjoyed this one. So uh, the first item was a big old bag full of umaiwa takoyaki mm. and their takoyaki flavored puffed corn rings. How was it? They tasted exactly like takoyaki. Shut up, really? Yeah, and I got the bag and I was like, I should save these for when I hang out with Brie next because I want her to try them. And then I ate all ate of them. them all. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> I did. I'm sorry. That's all, right. all is forgiven. They were very, very good. Uh, the official snack of takoyaki time. <laughs> uh, then I also got a 
premium umaibo, which is a oh yeah, that's I remember this one, the Japanese style steak flavored puff stick, which was just like a cheese puff stick without the cheese flavoring, but it was steak flavored. Oh, it oh, and I I took one bite of it and I was like, why does this taste like nuclear fire? And it's oh, because it was super spicy. Yeah, it had wasabi and horseradish in it. Ooh, no thank you. And I was like, fuck this, and I threw it away. So I didn't even finish that. Uh, next was the Mogu Chu grape, which is grape-flavored chewy candy, oh, which I've had good. before. Mm. They're pretty good. They're kind of like a starburst a mm. little bit. Not bad. Uh, next was the Funwari Cake Fluffy Milk Chocolate Cake Slice. Ooh, that sounds nice. It's like a little Debbie cake. It was good. Nice. Nothing to write home about. It was good. Ooh, this next one, uh, the Pucci Ebi Senbei, which are mini Ebi Sen shrimp crackers, which were little discs that tasted like shrimp crackers. That and sounds I ate, good. I ate handfuls of them at once. I just, nice. like, shoveled them in my mouth, like, <laughs> Spongebob style. They were really good. Uh, Haichu Mini, assorted mini Haichu flavor I really bites. like Haichu. Haichus are great. These are, like, little tiny Haichus. And a little, like, <laughs> like a little, like, mint container, so you could just shake out a couple at a time. Oh, hell yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah, they were dope. Uh, next was Fran Strawberry Biscuit Stick with Fluffy Strawberry Cream. They were basically Ooh. just, like, a Pocky ripoff. The fluffy. Yeah, floofly. They were pretty good. Fluffy. Fluffy. And finally, the Gochi Blood Orange, Tangy Blood Orange Flavored Gummies. Those were very good. Mm. So it was a pretty good box this Sounds week. like a good haul. Yeah, it was better than last month, which was a hot pile of garbage. Oh, uh, was that the one with the stupid katsu jerky? Yeah, the jerky? Yeah, it was Ew, gross. gross. Yeah, no, uh, this one was much better. And I forgot to maybe cancel my subscription, so I already have another box on the way. So. Oh, no. Oops. I was thinking <laughs> of switching back to Japan Crate just to try it out, but mm-hmm. I'll wait until next month, see if this is a good scum yeah. box. Give him another chance. Yeah, why not? So that's all I got for Kate's Kunbini Corner. Awesome. Thank you for sharing. No pro- I need a theme song or something. Oh, yeah. We could totally come up with that. Yeah. I'm going to like, write Kumbini myself a little jingle. Corner. That's good. I like that. Thanks. Kate's Kunbini Corner. Oh, I like that. I'm trying to think of like a jingle for a Kunbini, you know? Mm. I don't know any Kunbini jingles. Like, like do. I don't know. Well, well, I don't know. <laughs> Even over here, like, 7-Eleven doesn't really do commercials, no. so we, like, don't have anything for that. I'm really excited. There's going to be a 7-Eleven in Davis Square now. They're oh, good. They're the Tedeschi's with the 7-Eleven. Have I ever been in that Tedeschi's? Probably not, but I'll probably go into the 7-Eleven. Yay! Excellent. That that was Bree's convenience corner. You're going to get convenient <laughs> in Davis your, Square. Your update on a local convenience store yep. location. I like that. Thank you. I think that's about it, right? That's about it. Excellent. Whew. So uh, next we're going to watch the Death Note movie. And uh, heads up, I'm going to make Brie watch some Sailor Moon. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I found a nice abridged list of like must-watch episodes so we don't have to watch all 40 episodes of I'm the first season. I'm really happy about that. Yeah, it's hard to really like dive in and watch them all at once. It's so, so intimidating. Yeah, uh, we will probably have a guest speaker for that episode. Yay! When we do that. My our good friend Kayla, Kayla, who is a Sailor Moon psychopath. She's obsessed. It's impressive in a way. So yeah, we. I can't wait to have our first guest speaker. I know. Me too. That's going to be really really fun. I feel like I go up to every one of our friends and just like, go. Want to be a guest? Do you want to be, on, be on, my pod- on my podcast? Let's talk about an anime. What do you know about? So look, there's a lot to look forward to. There is. Now, we're, uh, we announced it on Twitter. We're going bi-weekly for now. So once every two weeks we're going to be posting. Because, like, like we're busy and... Life. Yeah, life. We don't have a whole lot of time to watch a lot of anime lately. So we feel like to do better, we need to just, like, build up a bunch of stuff and then talk about it all at once. Exactly. So, so there you go. yes, it'll be good. It'll be good. Hopefully, we'll be able to go back to a weekly schedule eventually. Yeah, once things settle down. But yeah, for now, this is fine. Yep. Uh, So you can find us at takoyaki underscore time on Twitter, or you can email us at takoyaki time podcast at gmail.com. And you can find me at Bree Scally on Twitter and at Honeybree on Instagram. Mm-hmm, honey. And you can find me, (laughs) you can find me at Kate Brizzy on both Instagram and Twitter. And please leave us a review on iTunes. It would be an honor. It would mean so much. It would give me fuel 
to light my fire. Come on, baby. You, you need fire to cook that takoyaki. You do, actually. We gotta do, like, a takoyaki video where we make some sometime. I've had my eye on the takoyaki pan at Ebusuya for so long. It's like $30. I know, that's the only thing. I well, I, you can probably make, like, pancake puffs. Remember when pancake puffs Ooh, were a big true. thing? <laughs> yep. You can probably get a pancake puff pan and make takoyaki in that. Yeah, I want a real one. We should just, like, split it halvesies and then, like, share it. I'm looking up pancake puff pans. <laughs> They're literally the same thing. But one of them probably is like octopus branding. <laughs> okay, they're like pretty much the same. Oh, these look so oh, this make me hungry. We need we need to stop so I can go eat some food. That's a good idea. <laughs> so uh I don't know, uh Bree, what's the second rule of taco yakitan? Always finish your taco, yeah, okay. Then what's the first rule? Always order taco yaki. Yeah.